in early 67, two things happened. One, they convinced Lester to come to work at I.C. Thompson, so they stole their client. But B, Dad and, and Andy decided if we're ever going to own anything, we're going to have to go start it ourselves. So they said, we're leaving. Bobby and Lester said, hey, we'll go with you. And so 1968, poof, there's SSR. Welcome to SSR On Air. I'm Mike Rogers, your host for this monthly podcast brought to you by Smith Seckman Reed. Tune in as I interview leaders, colleagues, and clients about what is going on internally at SSR and in the larger engineering community. So in February, we celebrate SSR's anniversary. 54 years were founded in 1968. Join us for a two-part podcast where first I sit down with Clay Seckman, son of Tom Seckman, one of the original four founders. And then we visit with John Ross, 40-plus year veteran and leader at SSR. Clay and I talk about SSR's evolution from an MEP healthcare firm into a full-service healthcare consultant. John walks us through the growth into different markets and geographies and where we are today. So where do we start? Well, Clay, I start by welcoming you. Welcome to the uh, to the podcast, SSR on air. Glad Good. to have you here. Good. So today we're uh, visiting with Clay Segman of uh, Smith Segman Reed, second generation, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm going to hit you with a few easy questions first, and All let right. you Good. let you uh, do what you do. So we'll start off with uh, probably an easy one: is uh, how did you end up at SSR? Well, as they say, it's a long story. Um, I, I guess I, my dad's dad was an engineer. My dad was obviously an engineer, and I just knew I'd be an engineer mm-hmm. for whatever reason. And whether that's a curse or a blessing, I guess it's yet to be determined. But uh, you know, went to engineering school at Vanderbilt, and just and and I think I interviewed one other place as a, in a sales job or something, and realized that's not me. So I, it was probably. You know, it it, it just it, I won't say it was a no brainer, but it was a it was a conscious no brainer. I just knew that this is what I wanted to do. Fixed on it from the start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember when Dad used to bring home when he was in the early days, uh, he'd bring home a set of drawings and we'd help color them up based on the zoning of an HVAC system so that he could go explain it to the guy at HCA, who didn't really understand engineering but he understood colored drawings. And so I always thought it was cool. I thought that looking at the drawings and understanding a little bit of what was on there was was just fun, man. It appealed to my technical nature, I guess. My dad got out of, he grew up in West Virginia, uh, graduated from University of West Virginia when he was 19 years old and, the, and went to the Air Force and they sent him to the wind tunnel down at AEDC as an engineer. Mom grew up in, te- which is near Tullahoma, and then mom grew up in Tullahoma, boy meets girl, next thing you know, they're married. They moved to Atlanta, dad leaves the Air Force and he goes to work for Carrier, back when Carrier was a design, build, manufacture, install, everything. And there was a guy there that had been there a couple of years ahead of him named Andy Reid. Andy grew up in South Georgia and went to Georgia Tech. So they started working together. That would have been 1953. And uh, older brother was born there. They sent dad to Charlotte in 56 to Air Conditioning Memorial Hospital, which was one of their first big health care projects to do. And so my dad got involved in health care starting in 1956. And so I was born there. And Andy went to, came to Nashville to go to work for a little firm called I.C. Thomason and Associates and, and sent a telex to my dad, which he still had till he died, uh, that said, you need to come interview. So next thing you know, 1958, dad comes to I.C. Thomason. Bobby Smith's already there as a plumbing drafter. And Lester Smith was a client. He was the head electrical engineer over at Vanderbilt. And so they started working for, for Mr. Thomason in 58, and and for the, and he owned the whole thing. And, the, and for the next 10 years, He's talking about ownership transition, owners gonna, 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 and never did a thing. And finally, in, in early 67, 
two things happened. One, they convinced Lester to come to work at I.C. Thompson, so they stole their client. But B, Dad and, and Andy decided if we're ever going to own anything, we're going to have to go start it ourselves. So they said, we're leaving. Bobby and Lester said, hey, we'll go with you. And so 1968, poof, there's SSR. Without a job in hand, without, I mean, they mortgaged their houses. They It was a big risk in 1968. Yeah. And I remember Dad sitting down, the my three brothers and I sit us down in the fall of 67. So this would have been, I was 10 years old. He said, well... Your dad, you, my, me and Mr. Reed and, and, and a couple of were going to leave Mr. Thompson to go start our own company. I remember sitting there thinking, I'm 10. So <laughs> he said, it's going to be a lot of hard work starting this company and all this. And it probably means we're not going to be taking any vacations to Florida for a few years. I remember looking at my older brother and going, hold the phone. What? What? You know, <laughs> but they deal? did. They worked their tails off for, you know, for the first 10 yeah. years. But they the. the one of the one of the reasons that they were already doing healthcare, they were they were they were working at Vanderbilt, doing all the work at Vanderbilt, even going back to the '60s. Uh, St. Thomas, one of the, the replacement hospital, the then replacement hospital that's out in West End, was one of their first big healthcare projects. But when they started in '68, was the same year that HCA started, and Bobby Smith just happened to be ping pong partners with a guy named Tommy Frist, whose dad just happened to be the Frist of HCA. So next thing you know, Gresham and Smith has started. Joe M. Rogers has started that same year. Us and H. So the four firms, well, one of them outgrew the other three, obviously. But so we started doing HCA work in the in the you know late '60s. I got out of school ten years later, and at that point, we HCA was eighty percent of our work, and we were doing it all over the country, wherever they could find dirt. This was when in the heyday of the of the Hilburton Act, they were they were building hospitals left and right. So those are. Our healthcare roots really started started way back when, back in the fifties. Uh, but we started asking some questions in the mid nineties about. Well, actually, we started being asked by some of our clients to help them with what was then some of the original infancy, I would say, technology systems. And it was nurse call, it was security systems, it was very simple voice data kind of systems. Yeah. And in the mid nineties, we said, "This is there's something to this," and so we formed a team. Uh, that said this is going to be a technology team and back then it was literally just you know three or four different systems but as the as the as technology began to take over more and more in the delivery of care and certainly now you look at it with the electronic health records and everything else it's a huge piece of a project Uh, that team has grown from whatever they were three or four people i think we have 35 people on that team now and it and it's been a really good business for us to be in I, i think that's one of the areas that's going to continue to grow dramatically is the spend go back 10 15 years ago and on any typical capital project the spend on the technology systems was one two maybe three percent of the construction cost that number is now 12 percent 15 percent and probably not going anywhere but north from there so that's been a good place for us to be about the same time we got asked and i remember which project it was it was a big lab project down at uab in birmingham they could not get the systems working right we were down there working on another project, the North Pavilion, and they asked us to help. Can you help us come fix this thing? The next thing you know, we're doing commissioning work. And Rusty Ross got down there and said, hey, there's something to this. And mm-hmm. so we started a commissioning team in 99, maybe 2000, yeah. something like that. Right. Yeah. Uh, and that group is 50 people now. I mean, it is a significant part of SSR, but it was yeah. it was responding to a need, and, and both of those responding to a need in the industry that that you sort of by having those relationships and listening to people talk on the owner side, listening to them talk about their frustrations and the challenges they have, and then trying to connect the dots to say, well, what could we do to change that? Is where those two came from. So and they've been they've been huge for us as the technology grew. 
um, and and became more. We started looking at at the integration or the really the degree to which technology and equipment planning, medical equipment planning, were converging to where they mm-hmm. they and you, you're planning a nursing a nursing suite or an OR theater or whatever it is, and you start looking at all the components that are in those spaces. Are they equipment piece? Are they are they medical equipment or are they IT equipment? And they they're really both. The way we're streaming data out a lot. So we started looking. Long story made short, we started looking for some firms to partner with to say how can we combine our services. A group in Atlanta that we'd been working with for fifteen years or so finally said, why don't you guys just buy us? Because they were you know ten people at the time, and so they became part of SSR three years ago, and it has been they're now twenty five people, I guess, and that has been a wonderful evolution. So again, it was responding to a need in the market that our clients were saying, hey, we need a different solution. So I wanted to say thanks for coming in and talking yeah, today. Welcome, appreciate you joining us. Next time we do it, we can start telling SSR stories. Yes, there's plenty. <laughs> there are plenty. There's plenty. So we start off by saying welcome to SSR on air. Today we're talking with John Ross. And what, John, what is what is your official uh, title here now? What is your official role? Well, I am one of the two program directors, and I am the director of the vertical program that includes our MEP technology, medical equipment uh, design, our building envelope design and commissioning, our new building commissioning, and our building optimization and sustainability practice. All right. So it's quite a quite a mouthful. A lot of good stuff. A lot of good stuff. So before we get into that and how we got there, we'll we'll back up a little bit and ask a few personal questions about how you ended up here at SSR and maybe your history, education, your path here, and maybe the early days. Well, that that's a pretty short story. Mm-hmm. I uh, came to Nashville to go to Vanderbilt University, and my senior year, my mm-hmm. housing was across the street from the corporate headquarters of SSR. So I put a coat and a tie on. I walked across the street, and I got a job in 1981, and I've been here ever since. So I was I was an electrical engineer, uh, and so I uh, started there. I mean, in in our only office at the time uh, in Nashville, and uh, just became you know started leading design, and uh, had the opportunity to even go overseas a bit over to Saudi Arabia to do some work, which was kind of fun in my first couple of years. And then about two and a half years in, Rob Barrick asked me to join him and Clay Seckman and a couple others to go to Houston uh, to open our first branch office. And uh, I said yes, and um, that was quite an experience. I was down there for six years, came back in 1990 and uh, stepped into leading, managing a, uh, uh, a team uh, that was focused on the East Coast. So it was... Uh, and things have just kind of grown from there. In the mid to late 90s, uh, more and more we were, I mean, technology uh, in, in particular in the healthcare market was becoming a much bigger thing. And so mm-hmm. where electrical used to show nurse call and, you know, some data outlets, that was becoming a much bigger component and, and, and actually more of a niche of expertise. And so we had uh, hired a uh, fellow named Scott Johnson uh, who... Mm-hmm. Uh, was savvy in that area, and we and we decided to get into the technology business, technology design business. Um, and he, and in fact, he was involved in the big uh, Vanderbilt Children's Hospital, and we had hired a company to help us do that. And and then we kind of launched off of that into telecom design in the okay. late '90s. Mm-hmm. 
uh, and that that has you know been a great move for us. We 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 have quite a group there now that that does that work. At the same time, um, of course, Mike, you came along and and yeah, right um, two thousand. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so while we had an MEP group in that division, the Southeast Division, I think I think you actually had a big part in taking us into a different market, that sports market, um, and. And uh, in fact, I guess it, I guess it kind of fell, uh, fell behind when we actually did the Bridgestone Arena. It is right. I was, came in right behind that tail end of opening that yeah. facility. Yeah. yeah. So, mm-hmm. so in terms of growth of markets, you know, obviously, I don't, you know, you could probably do the talking now because that was your baby, and and you kind of have grown that over the years. But the other thing that was really of uh, made a huge impact, I think, for us was that we moved into commissioning, mm-hmm. and and yep. the uh, team leader. Actually, as the team you joined, you know, uh, he he stepped over to lead that group, and um, most of our owners didn't understand what commissioning was at the time, so we That's had right. to do a lot of educating of our clients. But it has become, and of course now is actually required by some of the lead uh, accreditations and things like that. So mm-hmm. it it is a thriving business that we have uh, and has evolved into other aspects of commissioning as well. So so that happened right around that 2000, 2002 time frame. Yeah, it was 2002, I think, is where we kicked off commissioning. And, and it um, and it really was driven a lot by the, the whole move towards lead, in a way, because we, we saw that you know, it was going to be a requirement. And um, we were early, I think, early adopters, for sure, into that, into yeah. that market. Yeah. And um, John Gromos, Mike Coyne, Rusty all kind of instigated that and and uh, and it was yeah 2002 because that's when I that's when I officially took took on the uh, sports and commercial I, I used to call it everything but healthcare group because that's kind of what <laughs> we did we did anything but healthcare but we did focus yep. certainly on the sports work but yeah 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 so at that point um, a lot a lot of things changed at that point too and we started uh, opening a few other locations you know soon after that and you know we had. Um in the 90s, of course, I guess the other big thing that happened was that we uh, had had gotten to know the firm uh, EOCR, Ellers Oakley, uh, Chester Wright, mm-hmm. down in Memphis, and um, they were facing, you know, what many firms face, you know, the transition of ownership and things like that, and felt like culture was similar enough, and and that it was a it brought a different offering, and so we actually, mm-hmm. in 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 counseling or, or coaching them, uh, some of our leadership, Tom Seckman and Rob Barrick, turned into a discussion of actually acquiring the firm, uh, which we did, and so we we had them uh, in the mid 90s, uh, we we acquired them. And that, that is now our, you know, that brought us the transportation, um, the civil and structural, uh, mm-hmm. site civil and, site and civil. then structural design. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and, and uh, I believe the majority of our transportation, you know, still kind of comes out of there. Yeah. Uh, and, and they had an MEP as well. So we, and, um, we acquired a few other services and uh, kind of a, a bit of reach into the Memphis market in that region mm-hmm. uh, at that time. And uh, out of that has come, and they, they kind of had it going on then too, but, but you know, they served pretty much all the markets there, one of which was industrial, which has now become uh, right. really kind of a thriving market for us as well. So, so I'm trying to think when, when is it that we uh, acquired the firm in Denver Gordon Gummison. Uh, yeah, Gordon um, Gummison. It that, was that was um, 
around oh nine. Yeah, think. nine or ten is what I was yeah, thinking. Nine or ten, mm-hmm. and and I, I remember that they had had just recently joined us, and we had acquired, we'd gotten that big um, SAMC project, um, right. uh, and and uh, so they quickly became part of that entire team. You know that mm-hmm. we had, and at the time we actually had already opened up a, a Phoenix office, and so we right. we were using people from all three offices. Uh, so that and 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 so that office was our the Denver office was the former Gordon Gummison Group. Over the I would say over the last three years we we have uh, started talking about a reg, regional business plan mm-hmm. and a regional business model and and have where in the past for healthcare in particular as an example uh, we were kind of a national firm and we felt we could and and I think could go almost anywhere and be considered for a project and have a good shot at winning it. And what we were beginning to find is that competition had also, you know, learned to do healthcare design and be, be experts and that our clients really wanted local representation. And so, um, we took advantage of, of someone we had hired in Cleveland. And so we have a small office up there with, with a couple of engineers, uh, that were, you know, using that as an outpost to get work in that region. Uh, we made, kind of another play and, and move somebody into Charlotte uh, when there was some and there's a lot of awesome work over there mm-hmm. and just strengthened our position to be over there um, I guess another service line again just under the theme of growth as we're talking yeah. about how how we have looked for opportunities uh, to grow um, in the design side we uh, Clay Seckman had uh, come across and, and made friends with Debbie Heitzman who ran had her own uh, medical equipment planning group Mm-hmm. Um, and brought that to us, you know, I mean, kind of back to the leadership to say, hey, I think this would be an opportunity for us because this industry is is a little bit, you know, the, the, the players out there just aren't providing the best service. And um, lo and behold, we ended up buying um, which, what was SHR, Debbie's mm-hmm. firm, and we just had to replace the middle initial. It's SSR now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but they had uh, they they started with a group of about ten people in Atlanta, mm-hmm. and so we all of a sudden had an Atlanta office. So we took advantage of that and put right. a mechanical engineer down there to start pursuing all the right. design services we could. Um, and so our medical equipment group, uh, we bought. Uh, this is twenty two, twenty one. That would be eighteen, I think. It's December mm-hmm. eighteen. We yep. we bought them, mm-hmm. and. Um, They've grown from the 10 people. There are over 20 people now. And we have people in Houston, Atlanta. We have a, we have a pretty good-sized group in Houston. We've got, uh, at the moment, one person in the DFW area, mm-hmm. one in Louisiana, one in Philadelphia, um, and then and, and we uh, had one here in Nashville. So we, we've got them scattered around a bit, but they're, they're all working right. really well together as a team. Yeah. Uh, and and um, it's been fun to see them grow. So we're 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 continuing to push for growth, and you know we have initiatives. You know, we, like I said, we have an office in Atlanta and, and uh, Charlotte. We have a uh, we're focused on kind of that urban southeast region uh, mm-hmm. to capture work down there. Uh, probably the biggest opportunities we have right now are in Texas, yeah. uh, and and certainly the, some of our biggest focuses in Texas, the Texas Triangle, which is another region that is growing substantially. You'll probably have a podcast on that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure we will. But, but uh, <laughs> as we have done that and as we're acquiring people, it's interesting as we can acquire people and, and they can be allowed to work remote, 
totally or some of the time, uh, we, we're finding that at the, we can we can we can get more people. Mm -hmm. uh, that otherwise, you know, if they had to come to the Dallas office and they lived in Fort Worth, they weren't they they weren't interested. They right. didn't want that that drive. But now that we're able to have them work at home and come in once, maybe twice a week, uh, that that has helped us. So now we have several people in Fort Worth, and this year we have opened officially opened our Fort Worth office. Right. So we that gives us an address that that we believe will give us access to more clients in Fort Worth, that are uh, more parochial potentially. Yeah. Uh, in addition, we have opened up an Austin office, so that puts us in all points, all three points of the triangle in Texas. Yeah. Uh, so um, you know it worked for it worked for Southwest Airlines. That's how they started on the back of a napkin. You know, drew the triangle and said, <laughs> right. "Hey, let's do something here." Yeah. I yeah. think if it worked for them, it'll work for us. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, thanks, John. That was a great discussion. I appreciate the, well, the insight kind of into the history. Going down memory lane like that. Yeah, yeah, it's always fun. Taking a stroll, yeah, so. telling us telling us a little bit about where we are, maybe where we're going to. That that's a that's good stuff. Thanks for joining us for this episode of SSR on Air. We hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. You can also connect with us on social media. Links to everything can be found in the show's notes. Take care, everyone. See you next time.